Our culture might be telling you that your small daily choices don't matter. But every daily sip, bite, song, walk, prayer, chat, and snooze doesn't amount to nothing and amounts to eternity. Welcome to the Daily Nothings Podcast. We're your hosts, Courtney Roach and Megan Day. Let's dive into what our world thinks means nothing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Nothings Podcast. My name is Courtney Roach, and I sound like I am on NPR this morning. Yeah. Just a little something that, that has awesome. nothing to do with my personality. Hello, everyone. And today we are discussing trauma. We are getting into the nitty gritty of things. And I'm here today with Claire, whom I met an hour ago. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> that was too good. Thank was you. Too good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Some people call me an impressionist, but I say, quit it. Humble me. Stop it. If you're hearing a male laugh in the background, that would be Drew. You all, all right, know Drew. and love him. Welcome, he says, hi. Welcome, Drew. Drew is not on the podcast, but you know what Drew's terrible at? Being quiet. That's so. me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's here listening on this podcast because Claire is a great, great, great close bestie friend, mm-hmm. childhood yeah. roots type back. friend mm-hmm. with Drew. And he was like, you guys are so similar. You guys have to chat. Plus her career is like mega interesting. And so we're having her on. And I literally met her almost exactly an hour ago. She came over with a ham and gruyere croissant and drew that sweet, sweet boy learned how to say gruyere today. (laughs) And that was a cheese. And yeah, and that it was a cheese. Mm-hmm. I've learned many things about Drew. I'm excited for us to unpack these things together. He just also sure. learned what cutlery means, mm-hmm. as well as libations. Wow. Do you know what those words mean, today. Megan? <laughs> you know, I think I do, but this you isn't think fair you to do? ask. It's not fair to ask. Megan, if there's one thing you should know spot. about me, I am going to put you on the spot as often as possible. Okay, cutlery means, Claire? Utensils. Exactly. We're cutting with knife and Duh. fork. Duh. You know what I, okay. I, you want to know what I thought? I thought what? cuts of meat, salami, hams. That's cuts what I thought of, of when you said cutlery. <laughs> so you didn't grow up, you didn't grow up with parents that were like, all right, court, grab the cutlery and set the okay. table. Okay. You know, I didn't have parents <laughs> that said, can you grab the cutlery? <laughs> we know that's not my situation and that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. And did your parents ever say libations when you grew up? No. My parents, I don't think ever said libations, but I'm also not uncultured swine and I know what it means. (laughs) So we're going to talk about trauma today. Courtney has traumatized me greatly throughout our podcast. It happens sometimes. And this podcast is going to come to a screeching halt after this because I'm hurting people. No, I'm learning. We're learning, learning, right? Yeah, I think the podcast topic should be shut up. (laughs) Teach people how to not traumatize Um, others instead of what is trauma. That's what we'll do. How to not traumatize others others. unintentionally. If I could be the like one of my memoir, that would be great. Oh my gosh, I love that. By Claire. No, what's your last name? Culver. Oh, that's a cute By name. Claire Culver. Wow. Thanks. I love that. Thanks. That's wow. Yeah. She should be famous because what she knows mm. is her colors. Okay? That's really kind. I could tell by what she's wearing. I don't know if you have got... Have you got your colors done? Mm-mm, I haven't. This is her color. She's currently you in like tell. a really lovely light lavender. This is my color palette. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a true you. autumn. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I'm in an acorn... Um, Banana Republic crew with a thrifted yeah. watermelon turtleneck. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is what we call harmonious. No trauma here, baby. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly. Not healing no. and resilient. Clearly. Exactly. Yeah. She persevered. Uh-huh. She did. Yeah. She said she could and she did. Uh-huh. Absolutely. She was free. She was free. Um, wow, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I can this tell. Is a good I can topic. tell. This is a good yeah. meshing vibe. Now, Megan, how are you <laughs> today? How well, are you? I was good. Now I'm traumatized. <laughs> no, I, I am great. Life is good. I really can't complain. Um, my sister in law is here watching Ellie. Oh, I guess it, we are recording this early. But today is my double wedding. So she's here to watch Ellie while I go to yeah. two different weddings. Yeah. Total of four hours of driving. It's going to be a day. And yeah. I'm just going to be mentally day. and emotionally preparing. Yeah. 
So there you so go. I think that's, that's fair. I'm doing. I think that's fair. And I don't know if you fully shared the double wedding story for the oh, average listener. The regular podcast. Mm-hmm. That's so true. On Patreon, The I Patreon did. people know what it is. But yeah. we basically have broken down that Megan is turning into me slowly mm-hmm. but surely. Yes. I tend to overcommit myself. What happens? We can talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Megan (laughs) has done just this today. And she's going, how far apart are these two weddings in the same day? So, yeah, I'm driving an hour away to the first wedding in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Cute. That wedding starts at four and I'm going to that ceremony. When that ceremony ends, I am leaving and driving two hours to Muncie, close to Courtney's hometown. And I'm going to that reception. It's two hour drive. And then Muncie is an hour from my house. So after that wedding, I will drive an hour home. Oh my goodness. Are you doing all this alone? Jake is coming, but Ellie is not. So yeah, Elizabeth is watching Ellie. Oh, we could do it. Her daughter's name is Eloise. She doesn't know this. Way to introduce your daughter. daughter. She's wonderful. Um, But yeah, that's the situation. And we're going to do it. It's going to be great. And I'm really happy to be there for both of my friends. I literally could not pick between the two weddings because both of these families mean so much to me. Right. That we're just, we're just going to do it. We're just, just do it. it, As they say, (laughs) just do it, do it. it. So I'm doing it. Do it. Yeah. So that's my situation. Courtney, how are you doing? today. I'm doing really great. We are recording this very early and we said we weren't going to talk about the weather and I'm sorry, I'm going to break the rules. I know it it's is hard. cold and crisp this morning. It is like when you, it feels as though you went to the apple orchard for the first time this mm. season and you grabbed the honey crisp apple and your mom said, it's okay. You can take a bite. <laughs> yeah. And you took a bite and it was cold, but not too cold. And the skin was really crisp and sharp and the juice dribbled down your chin, and it was bliss. That's how I felt yeah. when I opened my eyes this morning. And <laughs> my beautiful house, image. Magical. Yeah. I'm on a journey I with you. I know. It's really good. If there's one thing I can do, Claire, it's paint a picture. picture. That's yeah. right. It's true. It's true. So I love it. My house has a pure scent that's apple. We all talked about it. Yeah. We love it very much. And then I also was gifted um, a gift I bought myself. And Megan, I'm really excited to show it to you because I opened it this morning and I literally opened it and went, oh, (laughs) by myself in my kitchen. I've been waiting on this. I ordered it in August. I ordered it in August. It was back ordered. I've been waiting for this for so long. What is it? A little Le Creuset. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? It says Le Creuset. It's in my palette. Look at me. Oh, you just matched perfectly perfect oh mm-hmm. now courtney what are you gonna do with that little like so many say? things so tell many me, things tell Megan, i'll tell, tell you what you'll do what you're gonna do with it exactly that is the question i can make a teeny tiny loaf of bread if i choose mm-hmm. just a little tiny just a roll i won't do that though because i'm not much of a baker biggest right. things that i've seen dips goat cheese dip mm. baked brie then it's you take so it out small. of the oven it's perfect though. Like you put one wheel of brie in there and okay. then you take it out of the oven and you put it right on the charcuterie board. Okay. That's really cute. That's Come on. really cute. And then for breakfast in the morning, crack two eggs in there, make a little baked egg situation, crusted sourdough, dip it in for a sour, for, for a yeah. sour morning. Wow. For a Saturday <laughs> morning when you're just like, I yeah. want to treat myself. Yeah. Done. So for those cute. of you that can't see it, mm-hmm. it's, a beautiful olive green. Perfect color. It's about yeah. the size of my palm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the sound of its lid saying, hi. <laughs> I, I love this thing. I've been waiting for so long. It's so cute. I love a Le Creuset. If you don't know what it is, yeah. now you know what it is. Yeah. And I have a big sister that I cook all of my big dishes in, and it's like a darker yeah. green. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna oh. we're gonna stay in the forest realm. Compliment. We're gonna go in the woods. Yeah. They're gonna compliment each other. Go on in. I'm really excited about this. No, it's so that's, cute, Courtney. That's I'm my biggest my biggest and thing. I just yeah. don't. I want to, and also don't want to know how much it costs. Oh, it was it was twenty bucks. What? A steal. That's yeah. a great. Okay, yeah. Lake yeah, says if you don't know, exactly. it's very it expensive. Yeah, yeah. especially for August. August. Absolutely, and like how much money I haven't spent in that time. Cost per use on that. Exactly, it's already free. 
Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh, that's no. Great. Okay, twenty dollars. Like totally are. Worth it. That's why I was so excited. Very expensive. About it yeah, liquorices are very expensive. Yes, very expensive. But this, I was like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and yes, I got it on sale, you. and the color was out of stock, and I was like, I don't care. I'll wait. This isn't yeah, a need. I'll wait as long as it one. takes. That's so fun, Courtney. Thank yeah. you for sharing. You're so welcome. welcome. Now, Claire, I want to know how you are. I want to know how your um, travels were getting here. And I want to know maybe your top three about favorite you. and least favorite things about you. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Those are hard things. <laughs> Take your yeah. time. Well, um, getting here is great. I love getting to come visit Drew and just, like, see yeah. Colorado. It's beautiful. I live in Nashville. So how that's cute. also really fun. Oh, I'm a great fun. place to be. And lots what of part of Nashville do you live in? Cool stuff. I live in a little area called Woodbine, which is like, yeah. Woodbine. Shout out Woodbine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't live in Woodbine. Yeah. It it doesn't look like how it sounds. It sounds cute. Well, that's nice. I think it sounds cute. (laughs) I think so too. It's sweet. It's like a little tiny little part. Like a little can of biscuits. Yeah. Not like made from scratch, but they're still so good that you want them. Yeah. There's actually some really good like breakfast tacos there. So that's like the, we'll swap out the biscuits for a nice breakfast breakfast taco. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Nashville. It's really fun. But yeah. it's also fun to like get out of town. And I was telling Drew on the way here, it's like so funny to sit in the airport and see people coming off the plane to Nashville and like their cowboy hats and they're like matching uh-huh. bachelorette outfits and like yeah. other boas and everything. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, I have work on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, have the time in their life. I'm so glad they do because yeah. it's like a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Also, yeah. Like, funny because yeah. like, this is just where I live. It's such a tourist spot. Totally. For and sure. rightfully so. Like it's a really fun place to be. Yeah. So I feel really grateful to get to live there. That's but, awesome. Um, coming in was great and it's beautiful. I mean, like you said, the weather is like, couldn't it's ask for better. Perfect. It just feels really The high is 59 today. So nice. So it was an easy trip coming in. Love. Really fun that I get to see Drew. But yeah, we grew up together. Yeah. So we've known each other for a really long time. Which Where are you guys from? Really fun. So we're from a tiny little town called Nederland, Texas. Nederland, Texas. Mm-hmm. Really small. Amazing. Yeah, Southeast Texas. So like close okay. to the Texas Louisiana border okay. and the water. Okay. So okay. people think South Texas are like, oh, like the border border. Like yeah. beautiful there too, but yeah. we're a little bit higher up. Okay. So um we have that sweet southern <laughs> drop. Yes. And it's just like y'all both have a very it's like subtle. And then when you say something certain words, it's like, oh, there it is. Oh, like they're from Texas. The absolutely. They're from Here. Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So my least favorite things about Drew, that's really hard to say. You know Drew. Just like, one one thing. I don't know. I'll tell you my favorite things. That's easy. About Drew. Yeah, it's super easy. So Drew is a great friend. He's a great friend. Mm-hmm. Always has been, always will be. Really good friend. Um, also, one thing I love about Drew is how excited he gets. Yes. About oh. anything. About like, anything. Truly, that's so true. That he so knows fun. how to like, live joy, which is a really good reminder for me. Who yeah. Got, like stuck in their head of like things and yeah Drew will see the small scene like this just incredible yeah I'm like I mean I guess like, <laughs> like the croissant okay. this morning sure it's like you like freaked beautiful out. work of art and it I'm like it's amazing. a croissant yeah exactly what it looked like yeah it's breakfast and I'm like this is amazing I'm like yeah. oh, I need more of this in my life <laughs> yeah. uh, so maybe that's my favorite and sometimes my least favorite yeah oh like, just be, like, annoyed with me. Exactly. Like, You're excited exactly. about this thing. Yeah. And he's like, this is amazing. Yeah. So, the, the, the both sides of the same coin. Right? Yeah. It's I like totally get that. I honestly stuff. think that if you were like, what's your least favorite thing? I'd be like, there isn't one. I know. It's yeah. hard. I yeah. know. He's he is friend. perfect. I will say, this is like a, hold on, this is like a throwback. <laughs> like, a real, true, like, OG, I can say this. Okay. And we can maybe not share all of it, but or we can, or we can. Um, me and Drew, we've known each other for a really long time and we've definitely had like our like fights as any good friendship does. Yeah. Um, but there was like a couple years where it was rough. <laughs> so like old text one time on like an old phone and it was like hilarious the way we were like fighting with each other, like little kids. Of course. Um, oh my just like, really dramatic. But I do remember this <laughs> time in high school, we sat next to each other in desk because of course when we picked our desk, we sat next to each other. Of course. And we didn't talk to each other for like six months because we were in a fight. And like we sat next to each other every day. So six like months? didn't talk to each other. Yeah. Oh and my I mean God. we had our reasons. Like I will say there were some valid reasons on the table. But <laughs> Drew's dying right now. Really funny to think about. Like, yeah. Just like 
growing up and like I mean going yeah. through all of that too. Totally. And in high school you're such a punk. Like totally. everyone yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, that's so the subtweets and like the, the subtweets. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I no. forgot about subtweets. I forgot to be referred to that long. So Oh my yeah. gosh, I love Vicious. Totally. That is amazing. Good stuff. Wow. So, that was a yeah. great story. So fun. That was a great story. Thank Absolutely. You. Okay, so how did you get from what is it? I want to say Nederland. Yeah, great. Nailed it. I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. Nederland, like, I think, like, the nether, the li- yeah, Netherlands. <laughs> we do have a windmill in our town that they built. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So an ode to Dutch, yeah. of course. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because so if I want to experience totally Deutschland or any type of you should come to Dutch Texas. culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nederland, Texas. Mm-hmm. So how did you get from there yeah. to Nashville? What a question. And how did you get into your career like how did we get here introduce kind of what you do why we're having you on the whole nine sure so I we grew up in a small really small town in Texas and when I graduated I was like I gotta get out of here I want to see the world of course so I moved to San Antonio Texas cute which I don't know if anyone knows anything about San Antonio but it's it's like cute really fun place to visit tough place to live when you're young and okay. so moved there and went to this beautiful school. It's like gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. called Our Lady of the Lake. Mm, stunning. Cool. And like the same. I know. Beautiful. Yeah. We had a real lake on campus. Um, oh, nice. But like horrible things happened <laughs> in that lake. It was like a really <laughs> terrible community around, like a lot of violence. And oh, a lot my. Of, like, really oh, no. Poverty and a lot of really like scary stuff. So they sell you this like beautiful school and they're like, Our Lady of the Lake. Look at this beautiful. There was like a convent on campus. And I was like, oh, wow. wow. I'm going to like have my faith in college. I'm going to be safe. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, so moved there. I was yeah. like, where am I and why am I here? Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Wow. It was wild. Um, but in all things that like are redeemed, it was really beautiful because I ended up getting interested in social work being there. Okay. Because I was literally surrounded by like poverty and yeah, real need and real hurt that I had never seen before. Yeah. Like again, we grew up in a small town where like things were happening, but right. we didn't really talk about it. Right. No one knew that that was like yeah. real. Sure. And so seeing it in America, I was like, oh, this is here. Right. I know we did mission trips to other places, but I didn't know this was happening like in Texas or like in sure. our area. Sure. And, the place I lived was actually one of the poorest zip codes in the nation. Wow. In San Antonio? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so the average, like, household income was $11,000 a year. Oh, this my is gosh. 2012, so it's a minute. But um, and the average household size was, size was seven people. So, oh my gosh, multi generational families like living in a home together and like trying to, and their combined income was 11,000. Yeah, trying oh my to gosh, geez, is me and things happen for them. And so, wow, yeah, it, that's exactly how it felt. I was like, what? <laughs> that's real? nuts. Yeah, you definitely don't yeah. think of that kind of poverty in America, which yeah. might sound ignorant, but. It's well, just like, I don't think about that. And yeah. like, when you think of a place like San Antonio, you think of like the river walk, like, yeah. the spurs yeah. and like all these totally. like, glamorous things. That's all like, I see. This is so fun. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, what? Right. Right. <laughs> this is happening. And yeah. so I got really lucky to get plugged into the community. It was like, oh gosh, okay. I have to do this. Like, yeah. I can't know this exists and like not be a part of it. Right. So fell into social work, loved it. Um, and then ended up going to Baylor for my master's, which was oh, really cool. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And the reason I picked Baylor was because they did a faith and practice program. Okay. And so it was really important to me to be able to use my faith yeah. in therapy and in clinical social work. Because so I was like, this is the reason why I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like check that at the door. Right. Which in a lot of like trainings and like approaches that yeah. is really encouraged. Right. And we're learning more about like, hey, actually what makes you a good therapist is also the same thing that makes you a good person. Mm. So like you don't have to separate those as much, which is beautiful. But I love that. Yeah. yeah. I got to learn that at Baylor and I feel so grateful. But while I was there or before I had been there, actually, I had worked at a shelter for women who were um, survivors of sex trafficking. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Which was like amazing. Such a cool job. That's so cool. They should not have let me do it. I was 21. Oh and my like, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like picking up people like off the side of the road because oh they were gosh. like running for their life. So it was, so did you guys no like way. go find people like mm-hmm. sort of, yeah. so they were trying to escape. You found them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's insane. Yeah. Again, 21. Like Jeez. had no idea. I was like, get in the car. Um, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Get in the car. Yeah. It was wild. Um, oh my goodness. I know. Wow. I'm like really floored. At 21, I was, um, 
I did not have a job and I was an absolute recluse. <laughs> like I'm You're thinking, a twenty one year old. Yeah, yeah. Like I was making stupid choices. I mean, I didn't I didn't say and I didn't you, make stupid choices. Like, that's true. <laughs> there was that is true. things happening in my life at one time. Wow. But I was like, where that is that's very courageous. Yeah. yeah. I think some of that comes with like being young where you don't know how dangerous it is. Yeah, that's you just kind of like, oh yeah, this is Someone an awesome said, here's opportunity. Here's the keys to the expedition yeah. and you're going to drive me downtown Houston. I'm like, <laughs> to the expedition. <laughs> All right, girls, get in. Let's yeah. go. I mean, but that's exactly what happened. Get in, loser, let's go shopping. Leading or taking an expedition of like literally seven women who are coming out of this like literal human slavery and we're going oh to like discover green at downtown Houston to like look at the museum I'm like oh my gosh, gosh. Let's go wow. um, did you like have wow. music you'd play in the car well yeah like Caleb or like, okay cool uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I'm just like thinking like what yes, does it feel like to be in that car mm-hmm. how Terrifying. could I set the tone yeah like I would like be gripping the steering wheel. Yeah. And like, please let no one like run into my car. And then also these women are like in danger. Right. So you're just like right. supposed to take them to downtown Houston. Yeah. Like, so like, are you in danger too? What? Like if Probably. they were finding them, <laughs> yeah. like if people were trying to find them and you're driving, like, would they try to snatch you? Yeah. Holy cow, Claire. It was a lot, but I loved it. I oh really did it. So yeah. I want to stay there forever. Yeah. Um, but while I was there, I saw the way that like addiction had played a part of these mm-hmm. people's stories and, the way it had been used to keep people captive and keep people like in these cycles. And so I was like, okay, I want to focus on addiction in grad school. So I went to Baylor, focused on addiction with the lens of trauma. So as I started learning more, I was like, oh, trauma is like the main part of this. So really tuned into that, got really fortunate to like have a really sweet placement there where I worked with women in an addiction recovery home. Um, Mm -hmm. that was like faith based. So got to like try out those skills and that's where I learned EMDR. Oh yeah. If you're familiar. I know. Yeah. Can you explain what EMDR is? Yeah. Totally. The group. Yeah. So I'm going to do it in a nutshell because it's like a lot. Yeah. For sure. It's also really powerful. So it stands for eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. Eye movement desensitization. Wow, I'm an educated. desensitization <laughs> and reprocessing. Yes. Okay. Totally. So the idea is that when we experience trauma, it gets fragmented and stored in our nervous system. Okay. So people that have trauma experiences can notice they get triggered by their five senses a lot of times. So okay. like, you might see a car that looks like a car you were in when a car accident happened. Sure. Or you might smell a perfume that reminds you of someone that you had a really hard experience with yeah. or different things like that. So we target a memory and we use EMDR to help integrate the parts of it okay. and store it safely in your brain where it can, like I say it has the full script. So like mm. when you see something, instead of it being like, oh my gosh, it's happening again. It's like, mm. oh, okay. I've been through that. I know what to do now. Wow. Right? So yeah. You want to like help your brain know the whole thing. Wow. So that's where I learned EMDR. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's okay. incredible. So you learned it. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you were like, I'm going to teach this. Yeah. I wanted to use it. And, and use it. Therapy settings. Okay. For sure. Amazing. So at that time too, I was like, oh, you know what? I like love the church. Like grew up really involved in the church and was like, I want to like bring this to the church, which was like an honorable desire. I love that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and that looked like me becoming a youth minister. Okay. Was, like not the plan. No, ever not mind. the same thing. You can't put those in the same. It's mm-hmm. like no. those two legs wouldn't fit in the same pants. A hundred percent. Ever. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't try. <laughs> yeah. So, that honest to God yeah. was the first image I had. I mean, it's one person, two legs, yeah. youth minister, trauma therapist, mm-hmm. trying to put on a pair of jeans and it just won't yeah. sit. Correct. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. It sure did it. We had to cut it what out. What is in my car? <laughs> Wear a skirt. Absolutely. <laughs> we weren't putting the pants on. No, no pants yeah. today. Yeah. She's bloated and confused. Well, she just like, yeah, was just trying to do the next right thing. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Like yeah. And do the next right thing as they say in Tangled. Okay. Quickly interrupting this awesome conversation to talk about another sponsor of the podcast, the Corporate Catholic Podcast. It can be easy to get caught up in the corporate world. In a world where money and power rule, it can be hard to see where faithful people fit. In the corporate world, there's always something more to do. People who work hard and don't rest are praised. 
You find yourself waking up thinking about your to-do list instead of God. You think to yourself, why am I doing this? What's the point? The Corporate Catholic Podcast is here to tell you that there is such a connection between what we do and our relationship with God. So tune in to the Corporate Catholic Podcast wherever you find your podcast and be inspired by what these women are sharing about their experience with being Catholics in the corporate world. Okay, back to the show. So you went from college to becoming mm-hmm. a youth minister to trying to leave that to become mm-hmm. a trauma therapist. Is that kind of how this goes? Did you actually yeah. become a youth minister? Yes. No, I was okay. Sure okay. 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 Three years. Sure. 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 Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think that's a really that's probably how it happens. That is how you feel, Megan. When we talk yeah. about being missionaries, yeah, that happened to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Is that equal trauma? No, I'm just kidding. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I'm here to say yes. Oh no. We've heard the kind of lady once a week to help me unpack it. No, yeah. oh, okay, geez. keep going with that. I yeah. want to hear more. So yeah, so like was like, I'm going to help like heal the church. Like I had this like really sweet encounter one time where I was like, yes, I'm going to heal the church. Like, wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So go be youth minister and like just experience a lot of things. And I knew like going into it, it was going to be like a challenge and obviously not what I like just was trained for, right. but had it's like wins, had it's like deep losses, but like we <laughs> came out on the other deep side. Losses, yeah. So at the end of like 2019, I was like, I like have got to start like doing something different. So I started making plans to go back to therapy full time. Okay. And then the pandemic happened and did all that look different. Perfect timing. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to go. Yeah. So just literally yeah. moved to Nashville without a job. Um, and why did you want to go to Nashville? Just like the idea of it. Just something different. Yeah. yeah. And there's some cool yeah. stuff happening in the mental health space in Nashville. Cool. They have some cool like communities and just setups. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like the transition from Texas to Tennessee is also really nice because you still have the heat that you grew up with, but you also have seasons like a normal person. Yeah. I love Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Nashville is only yeah. like three hours from where we went to oh, school. So nice. we went there all the time yeah. in college, like often. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's amazing. We yeah, love it. It's great. Yeah. It's great. So we fully support where you live and we yeah. would never say anything bad about where yeah. you live or what your choices were. Thank and you. We, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So just moved to Nashville for something different. Okay. Um, and just want to get out of Texas too. Cause I was like, I've lived in several places here. Like I kind of feel love to do something different. So yeah. moved to Nashville, didn't have a job. was like, this is going to work out. Like hopefully yeah. something yeah. comes up, um, which is like a theme in my life. of like, just do it. <laughs> and yeah. Like, see what happens. Nice. Figure it out. Um, so did that and then got to work at a really sweet place that was serving women in addiction recovery. So okay. I had to become a therapist there or there for a while, which I loved as a rehab center. Um, yeah. I'm just like, wow. To me, people that are coming out of addiction and working through the disease of addiction are some of the most honest people mm. I've ever met. Because mm. um, we're doing the same exact thing. <laughs> it just yeah. looks cuter. Like, no one's oh going to pull me over to put it. for having, like, a lot of shopping bags in my car. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're cooking inappropriately. Absolutely. You know? Like, yeah. that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's me. Hold yes. up. <laughs> <laughs> coping inappropriately yeah yeah like these, these people are like just like physically manifesting like what we're doing on the inside but like mm. has been deemed allowed or appropriate right wow. or like wow. in the church like when I worked in the church like I heard someone say one time like the church is the best place to hide because mm. people don't like think to ask you what's really going on <laughs> like, wow you're good yeah. like you're here like yeah you're in the pew, you go like, to mass every day you're totally fine yeah like things right. are working out for you yeah right? Um, but meanwhile, we're like dealing with all this stuff inside. and they're put, they have the label put on them even further of, Oh, you're holy. Yeah. Which I feel like yeah. is really messed up, mm-hmm. which sounds bad, but like no, it's hard when you are going through something really serious and difficult. Mm-hmm. And that was like my life when I was a missionary with yeah. focus, I was going through so much and I was in like the holiest routine yeah. ever mm-hmm. mass every day, prayer every day, leading a million Bible studies, leading so many people. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also given the title and the crown of, Oh, she's so holy. I want to yeah. be like her. Right. And then yeah. you would never actually address anything sure. real that you have going on externally, but maybe with some like people yeah. that you're really close with and trust. Totally. I feel like that feeds into it even more. Wow. I've never yeah. thought of that before. Yeah. Yeah. That is so accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, you're smart. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> well, but no, it's real. Like it's real. It's really true. And so yeah. I loved working with people in that space because it was like, oh, like you're just saying the quiet part out loud. Like yeah. because we're all doing this. Like, yeah, nobody wants to hurt. Like yeah. when you talk to these people, it's not yeah. like I just love ruining my life. It's like totally. Yeah, I'm like right. on fire on the inside. Wow. And like this is the thing that like lets me not be for 20 minutes. Totally. Like, well, who would want to give that yeah. up? Exactly. <laughs> that sounds like a relief. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So how could that be a bad thing? And how can we switch your brain? thinking it's a bad thing right figuring out why you're on fire sure like how can we like support you to like maybe put the fire off for like an hour doing something different right so that was really fun I loved that work it was really sweet that was your first job in Nashville Mm -hmm. okay yeah and then after that went into private practice so now I see clients like on a one-on-one basis just in like our my little office um office but focusing on trauma work and so the work I did at the recovery center I worked at was great, um, but it was only 28 days or sometimes, you know, 60 if we could get it. But okay. this is great because yeah. I get to work with people long term and oh, like, amazing. commit to like, okay, we're going to like dig in and really do this work. Like, yeah, it wasn't super safe to pull people in and be like, hey, you got 28 days. Let's dig up the worst thing that's happening. You know? Absolutely. Like, Save you back out. Yeah. Like, good luck. Right. Yeah. So, wow. So when they come to you in your private practice, it's a little bit more the way that I'm with my therapist and I've been with her for 100%. three years now yeah. mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily intend on that changing anytime soon. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's what the role looks like now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. insanely cool. I was thinking while you were talking and Megan, I want to know if you have a question too, but yeah. I was thinking like, what do you think we do as a society that makes trauma seem like something that goes into the whole daily nothing umbrella of this mm-hmm. podcast of talking about all the things that the world is like, Oh, it doesn't mean anything. You're totally fine. Sure. And you just brush it off and keep going. Like, what do you think trauma does within that how do you think we handle trauma in our society do you think that we overuse it kind of like how people always say like oh I'm just so anxious I have such bad anxiety and it might be anxiety it might not be anxiety it might be stress we don't know I feel like we throw that word around a lot but I also feel like sometimes and that might just be within my group of friends and it might be a good thing or a bad thing but we'll kind of be like oh trauma you know and it's just like "Eh, whatever And it's maybe not the right way to talk about it, or maybe it is the right way to like be aware of it more. So like, how do you think we handle it in 2023? Yeah. And maybe before you answer that, maybe like, can you define trauma? Cause I feel like what Courtney is saying is like, we kind of like use all the time, but maybe we don't even know what it really, what it really means. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. I'm glad you asked. I was going to, going to lean that way too. So yeah, I love that question. I think there's a lot of layers to it, right? Totally. So you can kind of pick them apart together. But yeah. I think the thing I want to start with for sure is the definition of trauma. Like mm-hmm. what are we talking about, right? So the the definition I use is the one that comes from the DSM. So I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's just a tool that therapists use when we're talking and working through like diagnosis and mental health symptoms. So anyway, yeah. it's kind of a standard thing we have. So that defines trauma as any real or perceived threat to one's life. Okay. So that's like a really good kind of like, catch all in my mind. Yeah. I also think it's important to talk about the fact that life doesn't just mean physical life. So it can be your emotional life, mm. your social life, your financial life, your spiritual life. Wow. All these things, right? So yeah. like we can, we have this thing we use a lot and we call it big T trauma and little T trauma, Amazing. which I love. So like, like big V vocation, little V vocation. Sure. To make so it like, Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so big T trauma is stuff that any of us could look at and be like, whoa, that was a lot. So like right. a house fire, right. um, you know, like war, these things that we really associate right. trauma Obvious with, right? Trauma. right. Small T trauma or little T trauma mm-hmm. can be things that look more relational or okay. can look more like a daily nothing. Okay. Yeah. Like, or like we were kind of like joking at and kind of like laughing about like with the church stuff too, right? You're like, oh yeah, like was that trauma? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that actually did feel like a threat to my spiritual life. Like mm-hmm. I felt like if this thing happened, like I would be cut off or I would lose wow. my whole social connection wow. or I'd lose my paycheck wow. if this right. thing came up. Right, right, right. right. I can't speak yeah. about this or talk about this with anybody because then yeah. they're going to think I'm not holy. Right. And like, then I would, and would want to give that label livelihood. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So those things can really fit into that realm of like little T trauma. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And again, it's not saying that like this is a blanket statement that like if this happened to you, it equals trauma. Sure. Like, the thing we know about trauma is that. It's about our perception, mm-hmm. like that word, right? Any real or perceived threat. So right. 
something can happen in this room right now. And me and you could both walk away with different experiences mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, say someone came in and slammed the door yeah. in my history, in my context says when people slam the door, bad things happen. Like yeah. scary stuff is about to happen. So I might notice my heart rate go up. I get nervous. I'm really anxious. Mm-hmm. You might not have the same history. So you're like, what's wrong with them? I'm having a bad day. Like, they messed up our recording. Exactly. How could they do that? Totally. Right. right? Like you're like, yeah. that was annoying, yeah. but like, whatever. Exactly. And I'm like, Ooh, right. I just like heat up for right. the rest of the day. But I also feel like sometimes I, and I don't know if this is really anything to look into, but mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes when it's just a, oh, that's annoying. I still do cope in a different way mm-hmm. of like, I'll get really annoyed that it was impacting our recording. And yeah. then I'm like, whatever, this Saturday sucks. I'm going to anthropology. And then I spend $300. Yeah. And so it's like, that's yeah. kind of honestly funny because yeah. you would just look at that as like, oh yeah, I was just kind of annoyed. And you call your bestie and you're mm-hmm. like, whatever. And then you just go shopping because you look for an excuse to. Totally. Yeah. But I wonder if there's something more there. Yeah. And even I like, well, I would even say like, so one of the things we do a lot in like therapy or that I really like try to implement my practice is like non-judgment and like neutrality mm-hmm. and a lot of things. Right. And so my ear is like really trained to catch that. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. go with me on this, but I even love it. when you're like, I need an excuse to do that. Right. Right. It's like, no, you just, you're like trying to handle what's going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. So it's wow. not even an excuse. It's your best like coping skill to like wow. get through that. Right. Wow. So not this thing where you're like, I just need an excuse to get out of this. It's like, I feel uncomfortable. What do I know helps me feel more comfort? This thing. Cool. Let's do that. Shopping. Right. Yeah. Megan, we do Spells. that all the time. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Absolutely. No, like Megan and I, yeah. all, we will often, yeah, all those things. We truly mm-hmm. like my advice. We Snark. always sarcasm. Yeah. Like totally down scrolling. Like all these, things all these things. Oh yes. my gosh. Oh. Megan, we're the worst. No, we're not, not the worst. at all. No, 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 no. You're just calling human. out. Like... <laughs> that's the thing. Like you're having a human response <laughs> yeah. to a thing that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like what is going to make yeah. this so much better? This thing that I know Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And again, it's like actually really cool that your brain figured that out. That's so your true. Your brain was like, oh, I don't feel good. How do I fix it? Yeah, yeah. Like this thing is tried and true. Like I know this works, right? right? <laughs> do I always know that prayer works? Maybe not. Yeah. Do I always feel better? Yeah. Really? Not always. Not like, always. But if I swipe my card, like, you know, I'm going to feel good for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, those 20 minutes are ecstasy. So great. Yeah. 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 Totally. Oh my gosh. It's Crazy. so true. Yeah. So I say that. Putting say a name to it. Yeah. Once you have a name, you can do something about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't say that to be like, well, you're traumatized that that happened. Right. right? Like I'm not. Right. 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 But right. it's our perception of things. Yeah. The way we experience things. So our histories, what we've been through impact the way that certain events will land on us as trauma. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we have to be careful too. And I think this can happen in the church a lot. And just like people that like love other people, they can really easily go, well, it's not that bad because, like, I'm not starving in Africa. Mm. Or, like, it's not that bad because I, my best friend has a way worse story than that. Right. And it's, like, true. There is, like, a difference in things we've been through. But you downplaying what you've been through doesn't feed hungry kids. Mm. Or it doesn't, like, mm. solve your friend's personal struggle. Right. right? So, like, right. Wow. not gaming anything. Right. Being, like, oh, it's okay. It'll be fine. Right. 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 Instead, right. we're teaching our nervous system and our body that like, we're not actually going to listen when you ask for help. Right. And we're just going to keep shoving you down. Yeah. Which is going to make it louder. Dang. Yeah. Dang. That's so true. I feel like that's something my therapist always points out too when I'm explaining different things to her that I brush over mm-hmm. is the self-deprecation mm-hmm. of like, do you realize what you just said out loud about yourself? Yeah. And I'm like, no. Wow. And she's yeah. like, I wrote it down. And you said exactly this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how could I have done that? It's crazy how quick yeah. we are to just like tear ourselves down totally instead of recognizing that we've been through something that's caused us to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. I know. So wow. again, to kind of like wrap that up and to say about trauma, right? Like, do we use it too much? Do we use it not enough? What's happening? Like, I think it can be like really playfully thrown around like, oh, that's trauma. Oh, that's trauma. Right. And we want to be careful because people could be sitting in a room or a space where they're like, well, I have trauma. And like, right. That feels like maybe this isn't a safe place to like talk about it or like to tell sure. you what I'm going through. Yeah. But I think like more so it's like breaking it down into like, what are the symptoms that I'm feeling? Right. Right. So like, oh, that does feel like really dysregulating. Or, like, yeah, oh, that does feel like, I don't like that. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to mean that it's trauma. Right. right. But it could be maybe a point where we want to like, integrate more of that memory. Mm. So like when it got fragmented, maybe we're experiencing symptoms where like 
like you're talking about the scent of your house today, right? It right. It smells so lovely. Right. But say you had a bad experience at an apple farm, right? Right. Like right. I walk in and I'm yeah. like, you're back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah. And so it, it like, it, I, I can have a bad experience without it being like a full blown trauma, but my body just needs to like process it and like mm. integrate it together. Yeah. So that can happen a lot of different ways, but right. um, I hope that answered your question. No, that's so good. good. Are you kidding? Yeah. Of course I answered my question. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I, have have a, I have a question. Oh, you have one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you go through therapy with a trauma therapist, is the goal because I kind of feel like what we're seeing the problem is, is like, okay, you're, you're experiencing that like memory of trauma mm-hmm. subconsciously maybe. And so you're trying to go for a coping mechanism that might mm-hmm. not be healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Do you try to like come up with healthier coping mechanisms or are you like healing the experience? I guess kind of like you've kind of explained that of like you're trying mm-hmm. to kind of rewire your brain to be like you're not in an imminent threat. Right. But is that kind of like the main goal or do you start with healthier coping mechanisms or like what yeah. does that look like? Yeah, such a good question. And I love that you asked that because I think that's a common question people ask when they like reach out for trauma therapy. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, particularly with EMDR, so that's that eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Yeah. Um, a lot of people thankfully have been able to use that type of therapy and have felt relief from it. And so I think what can happen is they tell their friend like, Oh my gosh, I did EMDR and I feel so much better. And people yeah. think of it as like a magic bullet kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to go in, this thing's going to happen to me and I'm going to be better. And right. it's like, cool. Mm-hmm. I would love to get you to a place where you feel better. Yeah. And also like, this is a process we're going to have to like really dig in. And so before we like really unpack a lot of like heavy stuff, it's really helpful for us to have good coping skills built for a client. Right. So yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't have to mean that you're perfect at it. It doesn't have to mean that like now you can do all these things, Right. but it's not ethical for me to be like, Hey, let's talk about this really horrible thing you went through. And then like, hope you have a good rest of your work day. Like go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. I need to make sure that a client can like regulate in some sense before we can jump into that. Um, right. But a lot of times we're not going to get fully to regulate it until we have like actually healed that piece or that the way the memory is stored. Mm, So it's a little bit of both. Um, yeah. In, in therapy, we call it resourcing. So like we want to make sure you have resources that you can use. So, um, breathing skills, kind of grounding skills, like self-regulating things like that. We want to give you the tools to do that again. You don't have to do it perfectly, but I want to be able to know that you can pull yourself back into the present right. if you feel like you get what we call it flooded, like just like overwhelmed by yeah. the memory or the emotion or the thing. And, you know, plenty of us have had experiences where we started talking about something and we're like, oh God, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, like, literally. I'm yeah. back in it and I feel so scared and oh my gosh, I'm dysregulated for the rest of the week. And so yeah, we want to try to set wow. our minds up for success to have some like things they can pull on before then but you're not going to probably get like the fullness of the relief that you want until mm-hmm. we've actually dealt with the memory itself or the moment or the event or the belief that's around that. Totally. Okay. Really weird question, but I think with EMDR yeah, and trauma mm-hmm. and therapy mm-hmm. and all of it, yeah, I've been in therapy for almost four years now. Yay. Crazy. Good for you. It. Thank you. She's fantastic. I talk about her all the time on this podcast. But as you're talking about trauma, I feel like I had a trauma response for one of like the first times in my life within mm-hmm. this last month. Mm-hmm. And as you're talking about it, my heart's like racing because yeah, I'm thinking about it, right? Totally. But I think that what's unique is I have talked to my therapist before and mm-hmm. been like, okay, should we be doing EMDR? And she's like, well, we don't, I don't typically lead EMDR. Mm-hmm. That's not like my specialty. Yeah. Um, but I think it's unique because I would have never, ever put trauma mm-hmm. on anything that I've been through in my life. Yeah. And then there's lots of people yeah. that will message me when I talk about therapy on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how do I get a therapist? What do I do? Like, how do I know if I need to get a therapist? And then it's like, I've asked the question of like, how do I know if I need to switch to someone that has EMDR? Yeah. How do I know if I actually do have trauma or if that was just like a one-time hit? Mm-hmm. Is calling it a trauma response okay? Like I'm asking all these questions, yeah. but I think that some people are going to hear this and be like, okay, do I have trauma? Mm-hmm. Should I be in therapy for trauma? Should I just be in therapy? Where do I even start with this? 
a lot of people also are just like, I'm not going into therapy. Totally. There's too much yeah. there. Yeah. Or I'm so fine mm-hmm. that I'm not going into therapy because why would I change my my state of being? Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Totally. This works for me. Yeah. yeah. Like I've figured out how to manage without it. So why would I open that box? 100%. Um, it's a very large question, but I'm just like thinking about literally as you're talking, like, oh God, mm-hmm. do I need? Yeah. Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. Can you take a second? Yeah. <laughs> you're so kind. <laughs> no, I know. I actually I am. am. Right? Yeah. No, I am okay. Praise God. Um, because we've had four years of practice of sure. like all of those different Skills. practices. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's not this level of like massive trauma, sure. which is why it was a surprise for both of us when yeah. we talked through it like two weeks ago, but it's just unique because it is because of all of those years of like, okay, now you're going to breathe and you're going to think through this and you're going to focus on the reality and you're yeah. going like, to where are your feet right now, yourself through all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't have that beforehand and someone mm-hmm. just experienced that and they're like, what in the beep is going on? Yeah. You know, it's just unique. Everyone's so different that like when people ask me what they should do for therapy or like how they, how I found my therapist, it's like, it was random. I, I had a really weird situation on yeah. campus as a missionary there was a focus provided missionary. She was available and it stuck. Like, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's kind of an overarching question, but just for people that are maybe listening to it and their heart's racing a little bit, or they're like, Oh wow. Mm -hmm. How do I get started here? I don't want them to hear this podcast. You that you're maybe experiencing this. I don't want you to hear this. And then be like, okay, well, ew, moving on. Sure. Like totally. And not do anything about it. Yeah. So great. So yeah, if that's your experience and you're feeling like, why are we talking about this? I'm going to turn this off right now. I just want to like invite us all to just like take a really deep breath, right? Mm-hmm. So breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, just kind of check in with yourself and just check in with your body and just kind of notice what's showing up, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't have to unpack it all right now. We don't have to like dissect it or analyze it or even name it right now. We can just like know that like something is coming up for us, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's huge. Even to just tune in and check in with yourself on that. So really proud of you for doing that and grateful that you're taking a second to do that. The really cool thing about trauma work is that we're really following your body's lead. Like that's a big part of this. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I tell clients all the time, like if when I'm bringing this up or I'm talking about this or we're sharing and you're like, stop, shut it down. We can't do that. Like, thank you for saying that. Let's honor that. Like let's Mm -hmm. teach your body that we're going to listen to what it's saying to us. Like, because so many of us have those reactions and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, just get through it. I still have to go to work today or I still have to like take care of my kids or I'm I still fine. have I to shut like, it down. I've done it before. Be in yeah. this meeting. Yeah. Right. Which like is so secondhand for a lot of us. And so the thought of even like taking a second to breathe is like, well, I don't have time to do that. Right. Or if I took that big fat breath in front of a stranger, they'd be like, sis, are you okay? Are you good? Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't want to explain that. And you're like, I'd rather not explain it. So I'll just shut it down like I used to. 100%. Truly. I've been there so many times. Yeah. I'm like, I just need a really big, deep breath. Yeah. And I don't feel the freedom to do so, which then also causes that paralyzing. Like, what do I do? Yeah. 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 And I noticed in a lot of like high achievers too, like people mm-hmm. are <laughs> really good at just that exact thing, like shoving it down. And yeah. also just this feeling of like, if I have a second to like, look at what I'm going through, it's going to take me out and I'm never going to get back to where I want to mm-hmm. be. And I'm going to be lost forever. And I'm just going to never stop crying. And it's like, that's valid. That feels really scary. Right. Feels if, like, open I box. told you. Yeah. Right. Hey, look at this and you'll never stop crying. Yeah. yeah. But goodbye. Exactly. Like, I'm not doing that. No right. chance. Totally. I also love crying. So I might be like, let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, let's say for me, yeah. I would, I would react that way. Mm-hmm. Megan would run. Courtney wouldn't. Totally. I'd be like, turn on the fall and our star six. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. That will do it for sure. Okay. But yeah. So a client that might feel like, oh my gosh, like, I just can't do that at all. That's a good question to like lean into of like, okay, how is this impacting your daily life? Like, what are the things that you're feeling like I can't keep doing this anymore? Mm -hmm. Right. Because the cool thing is your body created the system to keep you safe and it Mm -hmm. kept you safe. It got you through really hard stuff. It kept you moving. Look at where you're at now. Like 10 years ago, you would not believe that you were here overcoming what you've done. Like that's incredible. Like, yeah, amazing. And also if I, if I tell you, like, if we look at some of this stuff, it could maybe change things. That's going to feel really scary. Mm-hmm. So like, let's not yeah. even do that yet. <laughs> like, right. Let's just look at like, what are the things that we want to be different right now? Because mm-hmm. this coping skill or this strategy you've built isn't serving you anymore. 
and it's actually costing a lot. Like it's mm-hmm. taking from what areas of your life, right? Wow. So like one of my favorite, like I love the old Brene Brown, but one of my favorite quotes is like, when you dig deep, you know, we all know that feeling, right? Where you're like, I'm just going to dig in and do it, right? Mm-hmm. You're yeah. digging from somewhere. Like their soil is getting pulled up somewhere. So mm-hmm. is that in your family? Is that in your work? Is that in your like personal time? Is that in your prayer time? Like you're digging that soil from somewhere. So for my clients that are like, oh, I want to do this. I'm like, okay, what soil is like the most lacking? Like what is really taking the hit for all of this, like compartmentalizing you're doing? Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we do that, it's something, especially if someone's sitting in therapy or questioning, like, should I be there? You're at the place where you're like, this has to change. Like, mm-hmm. this is not sustainable for me anymore. Right. So even just identifying those ways that are like, okay, this is really costing me a lot, or this is taking a lot from me, mm-hmm. helps us feel a little bit more willing to look at what's there, right? Right. And we're going to start really small. Like, we're not, I'm not going to ask you to come back with the 10 worst things that happened to you during that time frame. Like, right. please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If someone asks you to do that, you can say no. Right. Like I think people maybe don't know in therapy, they can tell a therapist no. Or if a mm. therapist says like, Hey, tell me about this story. You can say, I'm not ready. Like when, yeah. like, when yeah. my clients do that, it's like a victory dance for me. Right. So I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like I want you yeah. to lose your voice. Right. Like, like this isn't an about. interview where you no. have to answer the question. No. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's great. yeah. And I was telling someone the other day, like, you can tell me no to absolutely anything. Yeah. Anything I suggest, you can just shut me down and we can like color if you want. <laughs> you can do something totally different. Like this is your time. This is your investment. Like totally. I'm not here to like make this miserable for you. Right. And so I think if you're going into therapy or you're questioning, should I go? It's worth trying, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, you can always stop. <laughs> like yeah. going once doesn't mean you're locked in for the next 10 years. Totally. Like totally. at any point you can be like, I'm good. Right. Thanks. Um, So it's always worth like trying out Mm -hmm. if you feel that kind of like tug at you. Also, a lot of therapists do what we call consultations and those are free. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you can reach out to a therapist and say like, hey, can you offer a 15 minute consultation? That's usually on the phone. I get to do mine in person, which are really cool. I love doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So even asking a therapist if they can do it in person or virtually, right? Um, So that you can ask some questions to them and see like, like you said, like how do I even find a therapist? Like, okay, you're interviewing that therapist for the job, right? You're like, paying them. Yes. Yeah. Um, I yeah. am employed by you when you come to my office. Right. And so I tell my clients, I'm like, this is an investment. Like right. if this isn't working for you or you're not feeling good about this, please tell me. Right. Like, I don't want you coming here and dreading being here and be like, oh, I see Claire again. Like, here we go. <laughs> right. Right. Or leaving. I mean, like we even talk about what I want to talk about. Exactly. Like, exactly. Tell yeah. me. And yeah. even if that's a text after the fact that you're like, Hey, next time can we talk about this? Yeah. Or Whatever. They text like yeah. a secure number, not my personal cell phone. I think you can ask therapist questions like, how do you work with trauma? What does it look like to incorporate my faith into therapy sessions? Right. Is that something that's important to you? Or what does it look like to not incorporate my faith? Right. <laughs> that's something that right. feels like right. too scary to touch right now. Right. Um, Again, the therapist is working for you, mm-hmm. so they should be able to have a conversation with you about some right. of those things. You can ask questions about like how they handle dysregulation or trauma or those things. So just know that like thinking through some of those things beforehand is an option for you too to go in. Um, a big part of how I know I'll work well with a client is just vibes. <laughs> just like yeah. Yeah. not clinically <laughs> measurable. So it's not like I can just be like, the you things, can't clinically measure vibes. Yeah. You so. can, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that matters. I want clients to know that too. Like if you come in, you're like, well, they said I should go to therapy and like, I don't really vibe with this person or I feel uncomfortable right. or like whatever. Like, Alert, alert, alert. No, yeah, <laughs> don't yeah, do that. Yeah. Right. yeah or just yeah. say, no, thank you. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to like, you're not obligated to this person right. by any means right. or form. So right. I don't want people to think like, well, I'm in therapy. I'm supposed to be in like, this therapist talks about themselves a lot, which like therapists shouldn't do. Um, yeah. and I just like, Secret. yeah, like I'm amazed at how many clients tell me like, yeah, my last therapist just talks about herself all the time. I'm like, what? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. It's not okay. You're not getting paid to be there. Um, so those things, like if you feel like something is not sitting well with you, like there's a level of discomfort that's just like, oh, I don't want to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And then there's a level of discomfort that's like, I don't feel safe here. Right. So like the I don't feel safe here, we want to always listen to that and trust right. that. So 
You can call your insurance and ask your insurance if they have providers in the area that they mm-hmm. would recommend. You can also use the website Psychology Today. Ooh, okay. So that's a great yeah. one. You put in your zip code. You can filter it by like who has insurance, who has your insurance, or like do they do EMDR right. or do they cool. work with adoption or whatever, sure. right? Like whatever sure. you need, you can filter it through that. That's and reach out. Yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. There's also a website I really love called Open Path Collective. And they offer full price therapists at a discounted rate. So the clients that I see for open path are $45 a session, which is really cool. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That's incredible. I love that I can do that. And so that's an option too. If you're thinking about all this and you're like, I don't have insurance or I can't afford to go to therapy because it is expensive. Um, which is another ethical dilemma of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, totally, totally. Um, there are resources and access. You can also ask your therapist for a reduced rate or a sliding scale. Those are words that we're really familiar with. Some therapists can, some therapists can't. I mean, they also have to eat too. So right. <laughs> that's right. like not because they don't yeah. care about you, but they just like have to, to respect themselves too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep their own boundaries. Yeah. So no, if you ask and a therapist says no, it's not because they like don't like you or they right. just like want your money. Right. They're trying to like keep themselves alive to- as well. therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So those are some like, kind of like insider tips maybe on how to I find a therapist. That. that was awesome. Yeah. And then the EMDR part, I do want to touch on that because yeah. not every therapist is a trauma therapist. Not every therapist is trained in certain modalities, Yeah, which is amazing because we need all of them. Exactly. Like, there are right. clients yeah. that come in for a consultation. I'm like, I just don't focus on that. Like you'd be better with this person. So yeah. If you're working with someone who doesn't do EMDR or there's a million other trauma treatments, that's not the only one. You can ask them like, Hey, do you have a referral for someone that does this? Because a lot of us work with other therapists that we partner with. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I might see someone and we strictly do EMDR and they still see their like normal, regular therapist, um, every other week to like talk therapy. So it doesn't mean you have to like break up with your current one. If you like love them dearly and you're like, I can't imagine not seeing you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a great point together. Right. Or you might be like, I'm done with this. Like I need someone new, like right. Move on. One, I really encourage people to bring that up in therapy because like he's scary. Gross. (laughs) But again, (laughs) maybe that was an email before where you're like, Hey, I want to talk about like, you like set the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Like us, our work together, like something, someone like, or Hey, thinking about maybe terminating therapy. Can we talk about that next session? Mm, Right. Like, I want to get a chance to hear from you right. what you feel like is working and what's not working. Right. Because one, I can help give a good referral. Right. <laughs> that's the case. Right. right? Yeah. And two, maybe we can just adjust our work together. Exactly. Like, yeah. If you've been wanting to talk about this thing that we haven't even touched, thanks for letting me know. Let's do yeah. that now. Yeah. yeah. So I encourage people to bring that up to their therapist. Too, yeah. They're like, I think I'm ready to do some deeper work or do some other stuff. And yeah, I work with a lot of clients that do that. And I feel so grateful for their therapist they had before because they've set them up for such great success yeah. with trauma work. So there's no like competition in that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I have one question that's a little, <laughs> it's like related, but just kind of maybe a little funny. I feel like every podcast I listen to is sponsored by better help. Oh, and I'm curious what you as a therapist think about, Better help because it's like an online therapy service. If you listen to podcasts, you would have heard this. And I'm like, do you as a therapist recommend better help or not? What a question. (laughs) Not to totally shift gears. Yeah, thank you for that. (laughs) So I will say, I'm trying to think of the most like PC way to say this. Um, I think that like Okay, here's a, here's a re, a reality of therapy, right? Yeah. It is hard to yeah. access. Like it is That's hard true. to get yeah. a good therapist that you feel like you can connect with that actually does the thing that you need, right? So the idea of like online therapy can be really great because it helps people get access to therapy. Right. So I'm grateful yeah. that that's an option. Like as a company, there's been a lot of like interesting things about like data okay. sharing and like mm. stuff like that with okay. BetterHelp. There's also been some funky things about like licensing <clears throat> with like therapists. Like, com. Who's licensed? Yeah. So I'm not saying that's true about all BetterHelp therapists, right? I'm not sure. saying that's true. If you're sure. listening and you're like, oh my God, I love Susie. She's my BetterHelp therapist. Don't yeah. you dare talk bad about her. Like, I'm so grateful you have Susie. Like truly hear that from Susie. the bottom yeah. of my heart. Like yeah. you got a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you're in therapy and you're like, this feels weird. Like, why is that person like driving while we're having a session? Like, oh gosh, listen to that. I would blow my eyes out. Yeah. You know? Like that's real. Yeah. So I think there are definitely okay, cool. some perks to it because it's available for people. I yes. have I have heard some hard stories, but I've heard those from every single type of therapy that's in the world. Yeah. So right. 
Right. No, I appreciate that. that. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, because I'm like, I feel like, like, I don't go to therapy. I probably Mm -hmm. should. And I'm like, okay, what ad have I heard more than anything on earth is like better help. Find your therapist, switch therapists really easily. But so I really wanted your opinion. And you also gave such good resources. It seems like the easiest way to go. Yeah. But you gave some really good resources. And I'm really grateful for that. Because I think if people are like, okay, I need the easiest path forward. Right. right. Maybe not go totally. better help. Maybe go to one of these websites that yeah. you referred us to. So that's wonderful and yes. really yeah. helpful, I think. Yeah. And again, if you love Susie, like more power to her. Glad yes, of course, of course. Of course. I don't want to like slant the work she's doing with this. This podcast is dedicated. To <laughs> yeah. Susie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it's really generous her. of you. That's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that. I didn't. I yeah. Shout right out here. to her. Yeah. Just going to hold this down. But no, that's yeah. a great question. And I think people do. And that's also a great point that like when you're reaching out for therapy, things are usually not going well. Like right. rarely do I have yeah. someone's like, I'm killing it. And I just want to come talk. Like that's not, right. that's shows up once in four years for me. Yeah. Right. Like that's right. not it. So yeah. I hear how hard it is to even reach out and to like, think about messaging a therapist and like going through the process of talking to your insurance. Like those are all really hard things. And so the insurance aspect I think is the biggest hindrance in mm-hmm. therapy. It can be. Cause I've yeah. never had insurance cover my therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just make it work. Yeah. But not everybody's going to be yeah. like that. Sure. It's really hard to do okay. that. It's really hard to do that. Yeah. And That's it's hard to like make that something that you value enough economically to be like, I don't care. I'm doing this. Yeah. It's really, it's, just it's not like realistic unique. for a lot yeah, of people. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Love therapy. Yeah. You want to do it deeply. It's just not an option. So another good point to that is like group therapy looking if there's group options available in your area. Yeah. So that can even be calling a therapist office, which like scary to call, but call a therapist office and ask like, do you have any group resources or do you have any group processing? And those can even be like 20 to $40 a session. And like there's really multiple people here, but it's also great because you get to talk to other people about it. Exactly. And you're not just like, yeah. and what did we say at the beginning of this session? The session. Yeah. Claire. I know. Yeah. yeah. I have that effect on people. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Okay. <laughs> what did we say about the mini link we said? Mm-hmm. We'll name her Olive. It was free. Basically free. $20. Mm-hmm. You're right. $20 is free. Yes. So Olive saying. Get to it. Can afford it. It can be. And also, if you really can't, talk to the therapist. Like, talk to the provider. Right? Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Even if I can't make that work for you, like if someone's like, I can only afford $15. I'm like, I hear that. I can't do that, but I know places that can. Right. So and I can be yeah, connected. Yeah. That That's information. Awesome. And sometimes therapists do that just referral base, right? Like I'm not going to like advertise that I have this slot. Right. But if my friend therapist calls me and says like, hey, do you have a spot for this? I will honor that referral from a colleague. Yeah. So that can be, and again, it's just to like protect our own boundaries and schedule and like right. what's happening yes. there. So it's right. not yes. a thing where we're like trying to be exclusive, but right. it is worth it to ask the question as hard as it is. Also, we get asked about so cost and payment all day, every day. So it's like, it's not like you're a hindrance. No, or, well, or I'm not like, like how dare you yeah, ask yeah, me yeah, about yeah. this? I'm totally. like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have that's a way to go. Just pay, piece of paper. I'm like, this is our cost. And this is our rate. And that's the way that it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's, it's really not good. weird for me to have a question about cost. Yeah. So that's like a thing keeping you from reaching out. Like just know yeah. it's the same as us talking about confidentiality exactly. or like what phone number to call us at. Right. It's right. Easy. Right. Wow. Well, this was so good. This was beyond amazing. Drew, thank you for being like, I really think y'all need to do a podcast on this. He completely orchestrated this. So for all the people out there that are team Drew. (laughs) I would like to say, I would like to say, I've had a lot of influence on team Drew because I have learned all these things and then shared them with Drew. Exactly. There you go. That's a good like to claim, yes. Yes. I like to claim credit story. where credit is yeah. due. Yeah. So like, yes. It was not always like this. No. And, and same for he's helped me through like some rough stuff, but like there has been a lot of, I, I would like that. to say, yes. intention poured into I love all the team so dream much. people. You're welcome. Seriously. <laughs> You're welcome. You You're welcome. Absolutely. <laughs> Seriously, um, those are incredible. Thank you. So, so thank nice. you for Absolutely. pursuing like your little heart. It's cool. I feel like yes. with both of y'all's stories, Drew and Claire, you guys both just had this really unique fiery passion from Christ to do something yeah. very specific. Mm-hmm. And you're both very clearly thriving in that small vocation <laughs> of your role in this world. And it's very cool to see yeah. so because cool. you don't really think 
I, when I was a little girl, would never think of the impact that I could make if I leaned into right. my gifts. Totally. And now we're in this yeah. place where we're starting to see those impacts that Jesus is like, yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. So thank you for sharing that with us yeah. because this type of authenticity can't be beat. Like mm-hmm. the Lord uses this when we share it. Totally. It's just like, yeah, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Things are changing now. So yeah, for sure. just thank you for being on. This Yay. is such a good daily nothing to tackle. Really I good. love it. Can I, I say really two do. little things? Please go right ahead. So if there's Please. like nothing else you take away from this, it's like one, let's practice some self-compassion, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's just be kind to ourselves. Like it's not helpful to critique or judge ourselves for what comes up for us, whether sure. that's like what feels like a trauma response or just like a judgment that we have in general, like let's just practice a little bit of like, take a step back. Right. Mm. I'm like, okay, what is that? Let me be curious about that. Instead of like attaching like a lot of harsh feelings towards it. Mm. Um, and two, if you're in trouble or you feel like you need someone to talk to, you can always text or call the number nine eight eight. And that is a support Mm. line. So if talking about this was really hard or you heard about some things that you're like, Oh shoot. Like, I did not expect to feel this way when I was just like listening to my favorite podcast today, like sure. take care of yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. we need you here. We want you here. And so mm-hmm. if that means that you need to like take a break or call off work, like we'll figure the rest out. Like it's figure outable, wow, right? Yeah. But like you need to be here. So whatever that looks like for you, like, please, please do that. Um, so no, you can wow. always reach out to that number 988 if you need something. That is beautiful. So I give me chills. You're awesome. Thanks. You're so awesome. That's really kind. Absolutely. I mean it. Okay, guys. Well, I feel like that's the perfect way to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Thanks for asking good questions. Oh yeah. I love asking questions. And we'll put resources in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And is there any way that people can follow you? Do you have any online influence? Can they find your website? Is there anything? I mean, you can look at my therapy page. <laughs> you can just gotta see what I do. Yeah. But I am licensed only in Tennessee, so I can only see clients. Okay, in that's good. But if you're listening in Tennessee and you want to talk, hit me up. Hey, girl. Um, but I work at Willow Counseling, so we can put the link, I guess. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, why not? Why not? So, Willow Counseling. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Cool. Yeah. We'll do it. Okay, you guys. Well, thank you for listening. We absolutely yeah. love having you here with us in your headphones and car speakers and we're just so so grateful for all of you so thank you for listening thank you claire for coming on thanks for having me we'll see you guys so much bye bye Bye.